Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. One of the great things about us getting together, amen, and worshiping God together is that you don't have to be the greatest singer. Amen. There's just something that happens when people get together and they sing unto the Lord with all their might. Amen. It's like, I want to make a joyful noise, and sometimes it's more noise than it is joyful, but I want to give God everything. Amen? I want to give God everything. I just want you to know, if you would just lay, lay aside any inhibitions that you have, any pride that you have, and you would come in here and you would just sing with all your heart unto the Lord, just one time it would change your life. Just one time it would change your life. Amen. Some people ask us why we're so, we're a little demonstrative or we're a little, you know, exuberant in our worship. Just try that. Try singing unto the Lord with all your heart, with all your might. Just give him, just one time, just give him everything and see if it doesn't change your perspective. Amen. Amen. So good to be in God's house. There's a couple of things that we really value around here. One is singing unto the Lord with all of our heart, amen, with all of our might, worshiping Him, giving Him glory and praise that He deserves. And another is looking into the Word of God and talking about things that we like and talking about the things that make us uncomfortable. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, sometimes the Word of God can be uncomfortable. That doesn't mean you're in the wrong place. Amen. It means you're in the right place. Because you can go a lot of places and never be changed, but the Word of God, amen, is able to change us. And if you have your Bibles, I want to just encourage you, if you would, to turn with me to the book of First Chronicles. That is in the Old Testament. It's on page, I'm going to page 770 in my Bible. I don't know what it is in yours. But it will also be on the screen. But we're going to read from 1 Chronicles chapter 29. Amen. And uh, we'll start at verse 10. And those that are standing, the reason that we're standing, we stand in reverence of the reading of the Word of God. Uh, I will not keep you standing all day. But I do want to say hello to everyone watching online. I hope that you are able to hear well today. We have made a few steps this week to try to improve our live stream sound and uh, Facebook live sound. And many of you are tuning in. Those of you that are watching us right now, you are uh, tuned in. We had about just under a thousand views all of last year on our live stream. Since we started doing Facebook Live and live stream at the beginning of the year, just two months, we've had over 1,159 live views. So amen. Thank God for that. Thank you for watching us online. Amen. I will tell you one little, one little point. It's better in person. So just come on and join us. You can feel God in your living room, but man, it's awesome whenever we're together, and uh, we want you to feel welcome. Last week, we took a look back, and we wanted to see what God has done for this church, and it's amazing, really, how far that God has brought us. Today, we're going to be looking up because we know that our help comes from God. Amen. We have an incredible challenge ahead of us, but God is able. As many of you know, we are in a stewardship campaign. 
This is to help us become better managers and better stewards of the blessings that God has blessed us with and will bless us with. And many of you are starting to realize that God owns everything and He trusts us with the things that He provides us. Amen? Some of you are reading this book, Take God at His Word. Hopefully you are all at least through the first chapter, maybe the first two chapters. But I will tell you that God is able. I'm believing God for greater things in your family. Amen. I'm believing God for greater things in this church, in this community. Amen. We might not see how this is going to happen or how we can stretch ourselves enough, but our help comes from God. Amen. So let's read together out of 1 Chronicles chapter 29, beginning at verse 10 today. This is the account of David, and he is looking up to God, offering this sacrifice. His great desire was to build God a house and God said, no, David, you're, you're too bloody of a man. You're too violent of a man. You will not be able to build my house. And so God said, uh, I will allow your son Solomon to build it. So David did all the preparations to make it simple for Solomon to build the temple. And so this is what we're reading is David offering uh, this offering to the Lord. And it says in verse 10, so David blessed the Lord in the New American Standard Bible Version. David blessed the Lord in the sight of all the assembly. And David said, Blessed are you, O Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. Indeed, I want you to notice, everything that is in the heavens and the earth, yours is the dominion. He owns it all. O Lord, you exalt yourself as head over all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. And in your hand is power and might, and it lies in your hand to make great and to strengthen everyone. Now, therefore, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to offer as generously as this? For all things come from you, and from your hand we have given you. We're just giving you back what's yours. For we are sojourners before you and tenants, as all of our fathers were. Our days on the earth are like a shadow, and there is no hope. O Lord our God, all this abundance that we have provided to build you a house for your holy name, it's from your hand, and all is yours. Since I know, O my God, that you try the heart and delight in uprightness, I, in the integrity of my heart, have willingly offered all these things. So now, with joy that I have seen your people who are present here make their offerings willingly. Notice the word willingly to you. O Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, our fathers, preserve this forever in the intentions of the heart of your people and direct their heart to you and give to my son Solomon a perfect heart to keep your commandments, your testimonies, and your statutes and to do them all and to build the temple for which I have made provision. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for what you've already done in this place and the touch of the Holy Ghost that has met us here. I pray, God, that you continue to speak this word to your people, that we would receive it and we would respond to your wonderful word today. And God, we give you praise and glory for all these things in Jesus' name. And everybody shout, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen means so be it. So whenever you want to say so be it or let that be so, amen, as I'm preaching, you just shout out, Amen. I just want to make sure that you're still awake out there. 
In our text today, David has made all the necessary preparations for Solomon to build the temple. And they were publicly making this special offering and dedication for the temple. This generous giving makes David rejoice and praise God because it wasn't for the sake of the wealth itself. It wasn't because all this stuff was there, but it was because it demonstrated, everybody hear me, it demonstrated that the hearts of the people were really interested in God and his house. That's why David got excited. It wasn't because there was an abundance of things that they needed. It was because he could tell because people so willingly gave and so willingly brought. He could tell very easily that the hearts of the people, amen, were in the right place. He says, who am I and who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this? David knew that both the ability and the heart to give were in themselves a gift from God. I wish all of us would just have that gift. I wish we would have the ability and the heart to give as God has blessed us. I, I, I hope that today, amen, you will see that God is in control. David here is actually humbled by having such a heart to give, both in himself and the people of Israel as a group. David knows this is true because he knew that everything came from God to begin with. And whatever they gave to God was God's in the first place. And so it wasn't really hard, it shouldn't have been hard, just to give those things back to God. And, and he says something like this. He says, keep this forever in the intent of the thoughts of the heart of your people and fix their heart toward you. Why? Why was he saying that? Why, why was he saying, it's really important, God, that you keep everybody's hearts just the way they are now because they were in a good place. David knew that the people were in a godly place. They were in a wonderful place on this day of offering to the temple. Amen. And he says, give my son Solomon a loyal heart to keep your commandments. David knew that that is the key to the lasting health of the kingdom of Israel was for Solomon, their leader, to have the right heart. What an incredible mission that we have ahead of us, reaching our communities making disciples and we know that God wants to save our loved ones and God wants to save our friends. The scripture says it's not his will that any should perish, but that all come to repentance. And just a few weeks ago, we talked about how important it is that his will and his desires be put above our will and our desires. Amen. The scripture and the word that God gave me from Haggai about how the latter would be greater than the former. Amen. If we truly want to see greater in our lives, we've got to seek His kingdom first. We've got to put His will above our home. We've got to go after His righteousness. Amen. And so if we're going to reach our families, if we're going to reach our communities, if we're going to uh, see the places that we live, amen, be turned upside down with the power of God, it's going to take our time, our talent, and our treasure. It's not going to be equal gifts because all of us are gifted differently. It's not going to be equal gifts, but it will be equal sacrifice. We will equally sacrifice what God has blessed us with of time, talent, and treasure in order to see His kingdom come. Amen. And I know, I know some of you look at me and you're just, you're just like, oh my goodness, pastor, I wish we could just, you know, move on from this and preach something that I want to hear and I'll shout hallelujah about. It's complicated, right? 
Anytime the church starts talking about you giving, even if it's just your time, people lock up. You talk about people giving money and people start turning you off and tuning you out. Amen. But, but let, me just, let me just say for those of you who have not yet tuned me out, there is a blessing. There is a blessing. There is a blessing that awaits you. Now, I'm not preaching prosperity gospel here. I'm just telling you, you cannot outgive God, and God's word will not be found false. So if he made a promise to us in his word that we can stand on and we can take him at his word, then guess what? We ought to take him at his word. He says, prove me now. And I come against that spirit of I'm going to do whatever I want. Go ahead. Do whatever you want. You won't be blessed. You won't be blessed. You can't be blessed. You can't be blessed if you go against the principles found in the word of God. I love you enough to tell you. Maybe somebody else won't tell you. They'll just fluff it up and water it down for you. But I'm going to tell you, if you won't listen to me and you won't hear the voice of the Lord and you won't hear the word of the Lord for your life and your family today, you're headed for a curse. Amen. That's that's what the Word of God says. I'm not making these things up, but blessed, amen, blessed are they. Those are blessed that give, that live to love God, to serve God, to give their all, their time, their talent, their treasure. It all belongs to Him anyways. Oh, no, Pastor, I think you're wrong. I think only 10% belongs to Him. No, that's all He asks that we, or let, let me say, not ask, demands that we give. Amen. That, that's what, well, it's complicated. You don't understand, Pastor. I, I'm trying to tithe. It's complicated. I, I get it. And I've heard probably a, a, a hundred million times, I've heard, I can't afford it. I can't afford it. I just can't afford it. But you can't afford it because you don't tithe. Well, I love you enough to tell you. I wasn't even preaching. I'm not, look, I'm going to get off money in, in about 30 seconds. But for some, some of you here, you just need to hear this. You're, you're, you're not blessed because you're not being a blessing. So you've got to change that. You've got to turn that around. I, I don't know how this is going to help. I don't know how this is going to happen, Pastor. I, I just don't see it. Our help comes from God, so we look up. God, how am I going to pay my bills? I, I look up. I, I trust in you. I'm not trusting in just my ability, amen, to produce for myself, to provide for myself. God, my help comes from you. I'm trusting in you, amen. Quit looking everywhere else. Quit trusting in everything else. Our very present help in time of trouble is here. Amen? He's here. All you have to do is look up. God has this. Look at your neighbor. Tell him, say, God has this. Don't be so, don't be so alarmed. Don't be so anxious. Don't be insecure. God has this. Amen? It's easy for us to say it when the blessing has already come. We, we've got the benefit in this word of seeing many stories from the, from the back to the front. We see him feeding the 5,000. We see him taking care of the woman that uh, her sons were sold, uh, about to be sold into uh, slavery so that she could pay her debts. We see all those stories from the back. We, we know what happens. Amen. But those people had to live through things just like you and I have to live through things. Amen. They had to trust God. They had to look up for their help. They had to know that if God doesn't show up, amen, I'm in trouble. If God doesn't help me, there's no help coming. I think far too often 
we look at the troubles and the problems of life and we focus on the things that are causing us pain and the things that cause us to worry and we ought to be looking up instead. We look at disease and we look at sickness and we look at cancer and we look at financial trouble and we look at marital problems and we, we, we need to pray, amen, in this 21-day campaign that we're in. We need to pray like never before, amen, knowing God is the owner of all things. We need to become more thankful for God's blessings in our life. We need, come on somebody, we need to look up and say, God, you've got this. I don't know how you're going to do it, but you're in control and I trust you. I trust you. Amen. Who do you trust? What do you trust? Where is your hope? Amen. We sang the song, my hope is on things above. My hope cannot be on things in this earth. My hope cannot be on things in this life because this life is so short. The scripture says it's like a vapor. It's here for a moment and then it's gone. Amen. Those of you that are in your youth today, you feel like life is going to go on forever. And then one day you blink and you're in your 40s. And the next time you blink, you're in your 60s and, and you're like life is so short. Come on, can I get a witness in the house today? Life is so short you can't trust on things in this life. You've got to look up and you've got to set your affection on things above. You've got to look to the heaven and say, God, you are my help. And if you don't help, there's no help coming for me. In Ephesians 3, verse 20 and 21, we see this you, you, you have probably read this a, a bunch of times, and I've read this. Many of you know that this is probably, if I've got a favorite verse, this is one of my favorite verses that I, I preach a lot because I just believe that God can do more. I believe He can do greater. I believe He can supersede what I can think and what I can ask. Because His Word says now unto Him or to Him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. That's the Holy Ghost working in us. To Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Now to Him who is able. Who, who do I look to? To him who is able. Are you able? No. Is the doctor able? Most of the time, no. Is this, can the surgeon take care of it? Only in certain uh, instances and when they're guided by the, the hand of God. <laughs> can the lawyer fix it? Absolutely not. Amen. Can Dr. Phil fix it? No. Can Handy Manny? No. Nobody can fix it. Now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or even think according to the power of God that's on the inside of us. Amen. He's placed something on the inside of you that you can look to Him. He's put something on the inside of you that when the going gets tough, you look up. I don't know how it's, God, I don't know how it's going to happen. I just don't see it happening. But God, I'm looking up to you. I'm trusting in you. I know that you can handle this. God can do, look at your neighbor, tell him, say, God can do everything. God, come on, somebody, God can do everything. Can God heal your body? Yes, look up. Can God fix your marriage? Yeah, look up. Can God break addictions off of you? Yes, look up. Can God bless your finances? Oh, that was weaker, but yes, he can. Look up. Amen. Can God protect you and help your kids? 
Well, I wish there was somebody in this house that could testify. If God don't help my kids, there ain't no help coming. Come on, somebody. It had to be him. Amen. It had to be Jesus. Nobody else can do me like Jesus. Nobody else, come on, could bring me from the guttermost to the uttermost. Nobody else could raise me up. If God can't help me, nobody can help me. Can God save your family and your friends? Yes. Can God give us double for our trouble? Yes. Look up. Amen. Look up. The Bible says it in Psalm 121, I will lift up mine eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And he owns it all. It's all his. Amen. He says to the mountain, mountain be moved and it's moved. Amen. He says, you have a little bit of faith. You have that power and you speak to the mountain. Well, and sometimes he moves the mountain by just, you know, shifting it over. Sometimes he hands you a shovel and says, go to it. Well, amen. I wonder what would happen if some of us said, God, you can do this. You can do this. God, we, we've, we've had to take on another mortgage to get this building fixed, but you got this. God, I don't know what you're doing with the lawyers, with the lawsuit. I, I don't know what's going on there, but I, I don't know. I trust you, God. You got this. I don't know how you're going to, uh, you know, help us, God, to give more. And uh, Oh, I'm trying. Look, I'm trying. I'm trying. Here's what, here's what I feel like God spoke to me, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going gonna, gonna to stop and just get real with you for a second. Some of you, are, you feel like there is no way I am stretched as far as I can be stretched. I can't give any more of my time. I can't give any more of my talent, and I can't give any more of my treasure. And this is what I feel like God spoke to me. This is what I feel like he said to me about that, because I feel you. I feel you. This is what I feel like he said. He said, if they will give it, there will be more. If they will give it, there will be more. If you give your time, there will be more. If you give your talent, there will be more. If you give the treasure, there will be more. But I just don't see how it's going to happen. Well, that's why we walk by and not by sight. I don't know how it's going to happen either, but I'm looking up. God, I don't know how, but I trust you. Oh, I told you last week, and I've said it a, a, about a hundred times, this church shouldn't be here. This church shouldn't be, this building shouldn't be here. Amen. The people that are here today, they shouldn't be here. But God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. What are you facing today? Amen. What is it that's got you so worried? Look up. Because this is what God wants to do. He says, prove me now herewith and see if I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you don't have room enough to contain. Do you know what that means? That means you were never supposed to contain it. Oh, man, I wish some of y'all would believe what I'm preaching today. He said, if you'll look up and you'll prove me, he said, I'm going to pour out a blessing that's going to spill out all around you. He said, it's going to bless the people around you. It's going to bless your church. It's going to bless your community. It's going to bless your family. There is no telling. It's going to bless the missionaries. It's come on somebody. It's going to bless the North American missionary. It's going to keep spilling out. Prove me, he said, if I won't pour out on you a blessing you don't have room enough to contain. I don't know how that's going to happen, but I'm looking up. What are you facing today? 
What are you facing today? What, what is it that's got you so worried? I, 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 I'm going to close with this story. How many of you remember the story of Peter when he's in the boat and Jesus comes walking on the water? Anybody remember that story? That story is so popular, right? And it's popular because Jesus is walking and, and everybody else is just kind of fearful in the boat. And Peter is the only one that's willing to step out, right? He's the one that steps out. And some of you, you've got this fear. God, God put this in my spirit to this, this week for us today. Some of you have this fear. Pastor, I don't think I'm going to sink if I step out. I know I'm going to sink. The devil is a lie. I don't think, I know. Well, as long as you know, read the rest of that story. Because the Bible says when he began, he got his focus off of Jesus. He stopped looking at Jesus, and he started looking at the, all the, the wind and the waves and everything that was going on, the chaos around him. And when he got his eyes on the chaos around him, he did begin to sink. <laughs> and I want you to know, the Scripture says, and if you look at it very carefully in, in the book of Matthew, you'll find out that when he began to sink, Jesus reached down and took a hold of him. You say, but pastor, if I step out, what, what happens if I step out and God doesn't show up? God will show up. All you have to do is quit looking at all the chaos and look up. The Bible says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. He's not going to leave you hanging. Amen. There is hope for you if you'll just look up. Don't worry about it. Don't stress about it. Don't fear. Keep your eyes on God, not just on Sunday. Not just on Sunday. Come on, Peter, not just on Sunday. It's easy to on Sunday because you know, well, you know, pastor's preaching and the, and the praise team's singing and the music's going. Man, I, I trust in Jesus. And then Monday comes and it's like, oh, wow, look at all this reality. Look at all the reality I have to deal with. Look up. Look up on Monday and look up on Tuesday. And God, on Wednesday, God, if you don't have this, I don't know what's going to happen. God, I trust you today. But, Pastor, I looked at my checkbook and I looked at, I looked at my time schedule and I, I looked at, you know, the talents that God's given me. And I really, I don't think that I, I don't have any to spare. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Don't, don't be like the, the man who was given, well, I only have one talent. So I'm going to take my one talent, and I'm going to hide it out here. <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick it underneath the, the ground, and we'll just, we'll just keep it safe. Too many of you are playing it safe. And when the Lord of those servants returned, he, he didn't say, did you keep it safe? He said, what have you done with what I gave you. There's a principle that we can understand. There's a principle that we can follow. There is something expected of our time, talent, and treasure. There is something that God expects us to do. Amen. And here's the deal. When you do it, he said, the least you should have done is you should have put it in the bank or drawn some interest or something on it. Don't just hide it. Don't just save it. Don't just play it safe. He said, the least you should have done is tried to do something with it. Try something. Try anything. <laughs> and that's what I feel like as pastor sometimes. God, I don't know what to do. We're going to try something. 
I don't know how this is going to work. God, we're going to do something. We can't just sit around. we got too much talent. We've got too much time and too much treasure. We've been blessed too greatly. Come on, somebody. You've been, you've been thinking of yourself as a one-talent person, but God doesn't see you that way. You've been thinking of this as a one-talent church, but God doesn't see us that way. God says, if you'll just try, watch me multiply it. Watch me bless it. Watch me take it and use it for my kingdom. If you'll just look up, I've got this. Well, Pastor, you know, that's nice. Thank you for telling me that in closing. You said you were closing, and I am. And the musician is going to come just to make you feel better. Pastor, I would. I really would. But I live in reality. You live in some fantasy spiritual realm. You get up, and the little birdies bring your pants and put them on you. No, no. I put my pants on one leg at a time, just like most of you. You know, some of you do it two at a time. I don't know. You're really coordinated. That's awesome. I tried that once. I fell on my face. We're not going to do that again. Just being real. But some of you say, Pastor, I live in reality. You don't live in reality. I do live in reality. I live in the reality that, that lets me know that you know, I get it. I, I, I see that there's, you know, there's trouble on every side. There's, there's issues that we have to deal with on a regular basis. Sometimes things don't always go the way I think they're going to go. But there is no excuse for me not looking to God. There's no excuse for trusting myself more than I trust in Him. For trusting the economy or, 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 or a, a retirement plan or a savings account or a job more than I trust in Him. Because here's the deal. All that stuff can get wiped out in just a moment. I could walk in and lose my job tomorrow. You say, well, pastor, I don't think that's going to happen. I think I'm okay. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Here's the deal. Live in reality. I get that. But that's no excuse for trusting in yourself more than you trust in God. When things go wrong, and they will, look up to the one who can do exceeding abundantly more than you could ask or think. Why waste your time with people who can't fix it? Why waste your time worrying about the things you can't change? Does it seem like you will not be able to do what God has put on your heart? Look up. Does it seem like God's trying to get through to you and nobody's home? what it seems like, doesn't it? God's trying to reach down to you. He's trying to, he's trying to pull on your heart and you're like, okay, okay, I know, I know, but just give me some more time. No. God's the only one that can help. I, I don't know what else to tell you. I, I've been through this. I've lived through this. My family's lived through this. Now this church really has lived through this and we're going through it again. I told you the story last week of when I arrived at this church. The city was going to shut us down because we didn't have our parking lot in place. I was about, I don't know, three or four days from my first child being born. I left a full-time ministry position, started evangelizing, came here, had to go back to work. At one point, I was kind of working two full-time jobs. And then I went back to school. Oh, Pastor, you don't even understand. You know, you just set your own schedule. Look, I learned time management in the trenches. I'm just saying, if you'll say, God, 
I trust you. I'm going to look up and you're going to help me. I'm not going to trust in myself. I'm not going to trust in my abilities or in anybody else. I'm going to trust in you. And you'll look up. Your help draws nigh. Would you stand with me? Today, I believe that the front of this sanctuary needs to be filled with people turning everything over to God. Looking up to the one who's in control. What do you need to look up about in your life? Some of you, you're depending on God for healing. You need to step out here and you just need to look up. It doesn't matter if myself or, or some other man of God or woman of God comes and prays over you. That doesn't matter. Your help is not coming from us. Your help is coming from God. There are some of you in this house today, you need a financial miracle. Some of you, you need a, a miracle for your marriage. You need some things to, to turn around. I, I wonder if you would just walk up to this altar, raise up your hands and look up to God and say, God, I know that you've got this. I know that you're going you're gonna to take care of this as I trust you. I trust you, God, because you can handle it. Have you trusted God with your past? Look up. Some of you... You want to receive God's Spirit. You want the power of the Holy Ghost in your life. But you're holding on so tightly. One of the last things that you will surrender to God is your tongue. It's the most unruly member of our body. It's so difficult. It's so difficult no man can tame it. But God can. So when you turn everything over to God and you say, God... I want to receive your spirit. I'm turning everything. I'm not holding anything back. I, I, want to, I, want, I want you to forgive me of everything that I've done in the past, and I'm moving forward today to be who you want me to be. I surrender all of it to you. And you begin to praise God, and you begin to thank God. Amen. You know what's going to happen? You're going to begin to feel his spirit move on you. In a way that's so powerful, maybe, maybe you felt it, but you didn't know how to respond. I'm going to tell you how to respond. You yield to it. You just give in to it. And you say, God, I want you to have your way. Whatever you want to do. And as you begin to praise him, words will start to come to your mind that you didn't learn at school. And as you speak those words out, as God gives you the utterance, you will begin to speak in a heavenly language. Amen. God will fill you with his spirit. Amen. You will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It is his gift to you today. If you'll only repent. Amen. If you'll only turn to him. He will fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost and we will baptize you today. If you've not been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ to wash away the sins, amen, of your life, we will baptize you today. The water is ready. We have robes and towels. We will baptize you today in Jesus' name. Why are you saying this, Pastor? I'm saying it because some of you have yet to look up. I get calls a lot of time, texts a lot of time. Pastor, what do I do about this? Pastor, how should I handle this? Pastor, what, what do you think about this? And God has blessed me. I, I, I know a lot of his words. So sometimes it's just an easy answer and I just, you know, can just simply answer. There's, there's a lot of times, though, that somebody asks me something, I, I don't know. I need to pray about it. Why? Because it doesn't matter who you are or what stage of life you're in. You're never beyond looking up to God for help. So some of you that you, you're loners and you got a lot of pride in your life, you need to lay down your pride. You need to walk up to this altar today. You need to lift up your hand and say, God, I need you. I'm looking up to you today. 
God, if you don't heal me, nobody can heal me. God, if you don't save my family, nobody can save my family. God, if you don't provide this, this financial uh, need that I have, God, that nobody can do it. Amen. And I'm going to trust you today. So this altar's open. I want to just challenge you one more time. Have you trust God with your past? Look up. Have you trusted him with the present? Look up. Can you trust him with the future? Look up. Look up. Look up. Quit, quit looking around. Quit, quit calling everybody and their brother. Quit posting all the mess on Facebook. Just look up. He's got this. God's in control. Amen. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, this altar is open right now. Step out of your seat. Come down here. Lift up your hands. Amen. And just begin to look up to God. Just begin to talk to him from your heart and tell him, God, I can't handle this, but I know that you can. God, I can't deal with this, but I know that you you are able. And there is nobody that can help me like you can help me. Amen. You've got this today, God. You've got this. I trust you. I trust you, Jesus. I trust you, Jesus. Jesus.